Thought Bubble Audio. Well, hey, everyone, and welcome back to Supergirl TV Talk. This is the show where we talk to you about the CW's hit show, Supergirl. And this week, we're talking all about Crisis on Infinite Earths, parts one through three. Uh, I'm Frank, and joining me as he does every week is my good friend and co-host, Tim. Frank, if I was from a different universe or a different Earth, what number designation would you assign me? Uh, I would 69, give you... 69, dudes! Hey. Oh. And the other Sorry. voice you hear is uh, a friend of the show, uh, great to have him back t- talking this year's this year's crossover once again, Mr. Derek Russell. I went for the low hanging Bill and Ted joke. I, I apologize. You did. Nice. It was so low hanging. It was sorry. like touching the ground. I'm sorry. Did you actually? I think it was more work. You had to actually bend over and pick it up. I had to, oh, I had to pick it up. I had yeah. To pick it up. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. That's, that's okay. Well, thanks okay. for having right. me. That was fun. I'm gonna go now. That was fun. And, uh, All right. Yeah. Tell people where they can find you. Yeah, not here. <laughs> <laughs> Never again. They cut we had right so off. much fun. We had so much fun talking Elseworlds last year with you, Derek. We just had to have you back to talk Crisis with us this year. So thanks for making I, the time to join us. Of course. I uh, appreciate it. I myself did not have time to uh, do any recordings this year for the crossover. So I'm happy to be here and, and get to talk about what's been an exciting three hours of television that we will now have to wait an hour, uh, a month, an hour, a month to see what uh, an what hour, happens yeah, now. an hour. <laughs> what Jeez. time is confusing? Uh, I don't experience time like you do. I don't. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> right now I'm watching Arrow on January 14th, and I'm also oh. simultaneously recording with you. Well, thank mm-hmm. you. So if you want to know, know anything, when the crisis comes back, that's good to know. Yeah, 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 the, yeah. We got okay. We, we so have you a, experience time finale. differently. You kind of experience all time, all of time, all at once. Well, right. the this, bigger this, this you is, are, this is not this is not a Watchmen podcast. Let's get you know. Let's uh, <laughs> let's let's keep our Doctor Manhattan references. On I don't. The down I don't low. know what that is. The bigger you are, the more of a gravitational pull you have. So everything just kind of comes to me. Time bends around oh. you. These are just fat jokes, folks. Just mm, roll with them. A lot That's of good. low-hanging fruit. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, big on the low-hanging fruit this, this time around. My God, so it's, guys, like barely off the, it's like barely growing. It's barely off the ground. Let it nurture. <laughs> Let it be. Anyway, now, Frank, you and I did live stream for we episodes did. one and two. I have not talked to you about episode three at all. And, Derek, I haven't talked to you about any of these episodes. So... Normally, our format is Storytime Village and Professor Comics Corner and all this stuff. And I did not take notes because I was not taking three days of notes for these crossovers. Yeah, if happening. we did Professor Comics Corner, it would be like an entire episode of just Professor Comics Corner. That is correct. And and then some. And I could do... I could do like lowbrow Professor Comics Corner. Like I'm not gonna have like first issues and creators and things like that for most <laughs> for for most characters popping up in my brain. But we can kind of go as we we can figure out as we go along. But let's yeah. just start right off the what? bat. As a whole, three episodes in. How are we feeling so far? I'm very excited, uh, Derek. How, yeah, let's. Uh, I'll, I guess uh, I guess I've taken over. So Frank, tell us how you feel. <laughs> um. Episode one was a uh, pull to the heartstrings. Episode two was a bit slower paced uh, overall, but had a lot of action going for it. Episode three, 
um, was a, a very different pace altogether. Um, overall, I, I left on a, it, it ended on a, like, you know, our heroes are losing note, right? Kind of Empire Strikes Back, uh, mm-hmm. kind of cliffhanger, but I'm stoked for episodes four and five to, to close the loop. Derek, where, where do you sit? Uh, I'm, I'm a little different pace than you are there, Frank. Obviously, for me personally, episode two was the, the heartstring mm-hmm. pulling episode. Mm. One and three, uh, not so much on those fronts. Obviously, hour one was the Supergirl hour. What I do appreciate here, and this is something I think I, I said, I probably said on here last year because I said it on the other shows that I was asked to graciously asked a guest on not that i was gracious to do it but you guys were gracious to (laughs) shut up Derek. anyway so uh production wise obviously that was an hour of supergirl you know last night's was an hour of the flash tuesday night was or monday night was an hour of batwoman but they are treating it like a true miniseries event in past we in past we've had title cards reflecting that hour of the show Mm -hmm. So, uh, and obviously the cast used on that show more heavily, more Supergirl prominent players in the Supergirl hour and, and thus, you know, so forth and so on. But we're, we're really getting like, it has its own score. It has its own title card sequence. Like it's, it's its own thing kind of. That's right. While it's still being treated as, you know, that first it was Supergirl, Batwoman, the flash, just because of those are the nights that those episodes air. Um, it's not really a, we're not stuck in a Batwoman episode or we're not stuck in a Flash episode. We are really in this kind of event where in the past it's been kind of these one-offs that are to be continued until the Flash, which is kind of, you know, comic book-esque in itself, you know, to be continued until Action Comics number 73. Right, uh, right. You know, when it comes back the next night. But with this, it's it's they are other than the, this huge month-long jump into January for the final two hours, it, it's been kind of dedicated to itself, which I appreciate, and I was hoping for that last yep. year following Elseworlds. Me too. I, the only real, um, the only real marker is that the um, the supporting casts of each show play a role in the right. in those episodes. Right. And so, you know, you get the supporting cast of Flash in part three, of Batwoman in part two, and Supergirl in part one. But even then it it's gonna really start it really starts to blur the lines because, you know, Martian Manhunter is a supporting player in Supergirl, but he's one of the paragons. Right. So so now, you know, where we are I don't know, we're kind of closing the gamut here. And I um for me, I agree with Frank that they all have very individually paced moments. I think um, it, it it's weirdly, it's like the first one felt like, oh my God, like the world's going to end any second. And and the, by the third one, it feels like the world will end sometime because it, I guess they're <laughs> all gone. So, you know, I guess it, it's able to slow it down. But, you know, as the worlds were creeping down to nothing, it didn't necessarily, I guess... Maybe because it's a multiverse and they're an infinite number, it like they almost like weirdly had time. Like I guess we just don't know how much time between each wave, between each earth. It was kind of hard to tell. Like if people right. were taking their time or not. Like in the Smallville sequence in the second episode when Clark Lois and Iris are kind of slowly, like almost like sauntering up to Tom Welling, Clark Kent, and you're like, you know, time is of the essence, in which they get to in the dialogue. Lewis is Lois is just like Lex Luthor's going to kill you, you know, 
like, well, he is, you know? Yeah. Like there's uh, some urgency I, to this. Yeah. there. Yeah. And so, and I guess you just can't keep the breakneck pace going forever. Otherwise, even the actors who like push themselves to the breaking point just to do these crossovers, um, everybody, the crew that, you know, the crew and the cast, you know, they can't keep that energy going. Uh, overall, though, I think it's been so fun and spectacular. And I love that it is distinctly the Arrow versus Crisis on Infinite Earths and not them adapting Crisis on Infinite Earths. If that if that makes yes. sense, like they they've taken the bare elements of they've taken the bare elements of Crisis you know, the anti-monitor, the monitor, and the towers, and the crashing of the Earths, and multiple versions of the characters. But the the mediaverse is not set up for the way that the comics were, and their end goal is different. You know, the goal of Crisis on Infinite Earths in the comics was to combine all of those disparate stories and universes into one cohesive narrative. And the CW doesn't actually have that problem like the Arrowverse, like you can watch any of the shows independently. And apart from the crisis, you don't really need to watch the rest of them. It's it's pretty straight laced. So I don't know what their actual end goal is here with crisis, because it could be, say, combine everybody into one Earth, which I guess is feasible if they create a brand new Earth, you know, because there are no Earths left. But that also eliminates the possibility of seeing multiple versions of characters again which is kind of what the cw has like like settled themselves into a little bit so what derek what do you think about that yeah i i would have to agree and then obviously you've got all these other earths which are more if anything just easter eggs um sure Mm -hmm. from from tv television yeah earth 9 earth 66 earth 89 uh earth 167 for Smallville. Uh, mm-hmm. So you've got those to tie in that are obviously not comic dedicated. That uh, is really, I hate to use the term fan service, even though it is, but it, it, it's, it's very lovingly dedicated to the instances of DC properties that have come before. Uh, and it was a good way to tie those in as well, especially when you get people like Burt Ward and Tom and Erica and, and all these people to reprise their roles. Right. Mm-hmm. Frank, what about you? What do you think? I do wonder what they're playing at, like you said, Tim. Like, I wonder, do they do they intend to um, keep these heroes sort of collapse into one Earth? You know, Black Lightning, bring him in, bring Supergirl in from Earth 38. Is that the the end game? And we talked about this, uh, I don't remember if it was night one or night two in our after show. Is the intention to have just one Earth? Is it to have maybe just a, a small handful of universes? You know, how are we gonna how are we gonna keep Tom Cavanaugh employed if he can't be more than one character? Exactly, kind of exactly. That's like Harry's gone, but so is the Council of Wells. Like they're all right. gone, and right. e- even on a on a weird note. So if you think of it this way, so like uh, Brandon Routh plays the Christopher Reeve, the Superman Returns Superman. They make multiple references to both the Chris Reeve movies and the and the Superman returns. So, so I'm saying like, so if he's, he's disappeared, he's gone, right? Like he's not, you know, he's replaced by Lex Luthor, which I was so sad to see his Superman go, even though I know he wasn't sticking around, but I love that he was replaced by Lex Luthor. That is like such a Lex thing. I, I, I really enjoyed that. Um, Very true. But, 
so so my guess is so like that's the end of that character's legacy, which I guess we didn't really have a continuing legacy of that earth before but like there's always that like chance that you do like a oh it's the batman 89 comic book now and you know but that earth destroyed so right that's the end so in a weird way so like fan people are upset that like you watch 10 years of smallville to just have clark not be superman yes. right so that's like a big f- factor for people like i watched 10 years of my life to watch this man go from boy to man to become Superman just to regress back to man. And that's right. It. Or he's a, right. And, and that's, that's the lasting legacy. And that has now become officially the lasting legacy of that show. But technically yeah. speaking, when all those earths disappear, their lasting legacy is that none of their stories actually matter because they're all gone forever. I mean, yeah, right. You can make that argument for every, every property that we've seen. Like Birds of Prey doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> Batman That's 56 right. I, doesn't matter anymore. I loved that Dinah Mayer was back for or as Oracle over the voiceover, though. That was unexpected, and I loved it. Because I gave my I gave 13 hours of my life to Birds of Prey. <laughs> and it was not it was not great, but it was so fun to see them back and like doing stuff. Even, that is cool. you know. we, we commend you for your service. Thank you. Thank <laughs> All you. 13 hours. Oy. Um so um, so, but I guess it, it hurts that way to kind of watch it happen, but right. we, like, I wasn't reading comic books in 1985 cause I wasn't alive. So like to have all of that comic book history get wiped out and disappear and say, it doesn't matter anymore must've hurt, you know? For and so sure. like, we're almost like experiencing that from our version of it with these television shows, these movies and whatever. And honestly, I dig it. Because now I'm like connected. I feel mm. some, I feel a connection to a crisis on infinite earths I've never felt before. Tim, you just want to feel not... something. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, um, I <laughs> mm. I went the wrong way with that. Sorry. I <laughs> I hear where you're coming from, Tim. And I think the thing was I was alive in 1985, and not that <laughs> I was old. old. You shut your mouth. And not that I was <laughs> I wasn't old enough to read. But the thing with crisis was. It was it was the Wild West in DC. You want a Superman? You want a here's a Superman? Like you, there were just multiple things, and it was just a, this condensing of all these properties down into something that anybody could jump on mm-hmm. at, at any point in time. And as somebody who started with all of these shows in the Arrowverse and and has come back and forth some or caught up over summer and, and they're not priority television for me as much now as they were when the first like the Supergirl season one and two or flash season one. Um, the Arrowverse is, and I do not mean this negatively. The Arrowverse is convoluted. There is mm-hmm. too, it's, it's, it's too grand now um, because of all these storylines. So in the same uh to me, in the, it's it's in the same spirit of the original '85 Crisis of Infinite Earths to condense and whatever happens here moving forward to kind of uh, mainline all of these different properties and entities into something that is a little bit more manageable. Um, obviously, with Arrow ending, uh, you know, a couple episodes after Crisis ends, you've got different ways played out. Superman and Lois spinoff and, and different things like that. And there's still going to, something big is going to happen. 
in those final two hours. I mean, obviously we were left with, you know, the seven paragons are all that uh, survived uh, the crisis now and, and at the finishing right. point, or the six paragons and, and Lex. Um, and of course, anybody would be stupid to think that we're not going to right some wrongs and, and fix all this and people are going to come back to life and worlds are going to return. But uh, I think there's still going to be a penance to pay, so to speak, when all is said and done. I don't think I don't think we're quite going to get the, all right, put on the infinity gauntlet, snap, everything, everything, everybody from five years ago is back, but everything is the way it was right now. Like, I don't think it's going to be that kind of, you know, fix all. Mm. Um, sacrifices are still going to be made. Things are still going to happen in those final two hours. But uh, ultimately, I think it's going to be something that they're trying to do because these properties have kind of gotten so grandiose. Well, uh, I th- with I think- with twenty plus episode seasons among them. sure. I think that you're absolutely right in that. Um, like they've said, Mark Guggenheim has said many times that when they when they set out to like make arrow their intention was never to create a television universe and it like you can tell when you watch the first season of arrow that was that was not in the cards it's very it's very on the ground batman begins you know like one-off villains you know that kind big villains become one-off villains you know things like that and then it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and all of a sudden now you have oliver queen becoming the specter like who would have watched the pilot of arrow and thought that man's going to be the specter one day like there's like it, it has gone in a huge way direction much in the way original comics have where they never really were meant to all be in the same universe and DC kind of assembled all these characters over the years by buying different publications and so on and so on and so on until like wow this is really and really we should fix this and right. so maybe you're right that this is like it's basically the same thing on a smaller scale um but a much more expensive scale yes yeah, yeah I, definitely I, yeah I'm not. I'm not sure. So anyway, but let's let's get back into. I uh, let's talk about um, some good bits, some bad bits, some you know, some mediocre bits, some you know, stupendous things. Uh, one, I'm just going to put out there. I love that Lois Lane is attracted and has a connection with every single Clark Kent that she comes across. <laughs> I love. I love you, Tim. Thank you. Yes, every yes. every Clark is is she has puppy dog eyes for. I mean, absolutely. I love it. Her and uh, her and Brandon flirting with Tyler right there. They weren't even flirting. That, her, they were just her, like staring at one another. Well, yes. you know, the, yeah. the that moment, and then the fact that can you read my mind? The you know the the flight sequence Williams yes. theme was playing underneath it was just fantastic. Yep, that Beautiful. was my favorite. Mm-hmm. I love. I want to so, know how it. bad the Daily Planet is on Earth thirty eight twenty nineteen though that they walk in that Daily Planet and she's like, now this is a newspaper. Like, well, right? How, how bad? Are, how bad? Are, like, is 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 print dead there too, or what? <laughs> like, <laughs> things are much better on Earth ninety six. Which, by the way, I disagree with that as Earth seventy eight. Right. Like, you know, it, I, actually, I'm glad you said that. What is the point of that number? Because Kingdom you know, Come, like, was, 19, Kingdom Kingdom Come? Oh, was 1996. Gotcha. Okay. That's big. so because I with the Superman themes and all of that stuff, I just kind of and the references to the Reeves Donner verse. I just kind of assumed that was the um, I kind of assumed that was the, the Reeves verse, you know, and yeah. things like that. But. I guess even maybe that was maybe that number was off limits. Like they 
Like, if you want it to be that verse, it can be. But if not, that's also okay. I don't know. I You know, I, I love that uh, not only are there obviously a multitude of references to Superman Returns, but also um, Superman 3 and 4 references in there as well, uh, which were... Uh, what was the not, what was what was the reference to Superman four? I got three um, the, with the, on the, the doubling on the wall of the the memorial wall of the dead in Clark's office. Lacey Warfield's name is right above Lois's. Really, uh, that's yeah. great. I kept I was getting distracted. That wall, like I, I, you know, they had they had yep. Franklin Stern and they had obviously people like that. And then I think I asked Frank or, or Robin or Frank and Robin because um, Angela Chen was on there and I think she was on the animated series. Animated yes, series. She was. Um, yep, but yeah, they had right Ron above, Troop. Ron Troop was on there. Yeah, Ron was on there. Yeah, Ron Troop. Right above Lois was Lacey Warfield. I was like, holy crap! Like that—that's good stuff. Like that—that's the, the kind of stuff that I'm—I tune in to these kind of things for. Deep when cuts. You, when yes, that that just the passerby would not see. I mean, even the I've gone crazy and fought myself before was, <laughs> you know, a good moment. Mm. Um, episode three. Um, let's talk about an inconsistency that I thought was not an inconsistency, but I think is kind of funny. So, you know, they uh, um, Constantine and uh, and everybody go to purgatory to claim Oliver's soul back. And he's like, wow, I remember who you guys are. Then Jim Corrigan out of nowhere turns up and he's like, nope. And Clark immediate. I mean, not Clark. Ollie immediately is like, OK inconsistent is that weird is that weird when you, that would use like i i laughed out loud when he popped out of a bush like, <laughs> oh, you ever see the godfather 2 there's yeah. a moment where that guy like the oh, like original og mob boss or whatever like pops up on the car that de niro is driving <laughs> yeah. he comes out of nowhere he's like hello and that's kind of what it reminded me of like i'm gonna try and not be offended that tim just asked me if i've ever seen godfather 2 but regardless yeah some no, people <laughs> haven't derek wait, i understand I'm, that but you know me um but no true. so yeah when specter just popped out of the bush it was hey it's your turn, Oliver. It's like, what? Where the hell did you come from? Like, what? The, there was no, well, there was no setup for that. Well, Constantine says, um, Constantine says when he says, "I'm Jim Corrigan," and Constantine says, "Not the one I know." Right. Mm. So that raises a, a series of questions because you would assume the specter, the hand of God, the wrath of God, would be outside the universe. Well, but right? see, Spectre, I don't know if you guys watched the NBC Constantine, but Spectre was on that show. They had their own Oh, I did version. not know that. Now yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, okay. they had, he had his own version of Spectre. I don't think it was teased until the last couple of episodes but uh, that, that he showed up, but he had his own Jim Corrigan, so... All right. Uh, okay. Well, they, maybe they're sense. changing how the specter works a little bit because, like, when they go to meet Lucifer, which I loved, I've never seen a second of that show. Two minutes, and I want to watch that show. Mm. I want a constant Lucifer show. It was so good. Like, I was, Earth, I was on board immediately. Earth six sixty six sixty six. Yeah, Earth six sixty six. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah. So good. There's a Watchmen billboard. Uh, in the establishing shot, there of is, Earth and I don't know if that is an in joke almost because in the first season of Lucifer on Fox, several establishing shots throughout LA have Supergirl billboards. No, that's right. Oh, really? 
And so, you know, it obviously all this is, as I say again, convoluted, but, you know, DC property shows. I kind of just thought <laughs> there's, an, there's another DC show that's running on another network right now with Watchmen, if, uh, or not network, but, you know, cable channel with HBO, if that was just a joke <laughs> to throw that in there. <laughs> you know, I it could have been, it could have been because the billboard didn't say, like, it didn't have anything about television. It was a, like a minimalist squid and it yeah. just said Watchmen. Uh, uh-huh. yellow and black so I it could have actually just it really could have been an in joke which is great so so anyway so but oliver like the specter shows up and he's like i'm something else i'm the spec i'm a specter and i really enjoyed the way that dialogue was framed because it's basically oliver's like i had to become something else and mm-hmm. so if you're really looking at oliver's arc from beginning to end, he starts on purgatory, decides he has to become somebody else, something else. He becomes Arrow, Green Arrow, the Hood, you know, blah, 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 right? He, he keeps going through these changes. He ends back up in purgatory on Lian Yu, you know, imaginary purgatory, this or like metaphysical purgatory. And he's wearing the green hood. And he has to become something else again. It's almost like something in him recognizes this calling of being like, I have to become something else. You said the magic words. Now well, that's literally, I mean, even even the inflection that Corrigan put on it was the same inflection yeah. used from the opening monologue. The mm-hmm. same lines. I mean, it to the you know that was that was definitely not lost on me. Right. That right. Definitely. Was, that's really really smart storytelling. I because if if you feel that it comes from nowhere i guess like you could say that the specter like the specter himself comes from nowhere um and introduces himself into the arrowverse this way but oliver's like in like inclination to be something else registers like he could he literally died being the last version of something else and every time he's something else he needs to continually evolve that's part of his character growth he goes from oliver queen to the hood to the arrow to the green arrow and then he dies so now he's got to become the next version of himself i love that like me too and it's if that's their intention, it's really smart. If it wasn't their intention, that's what they did anyway. Yes, right. <laughs> it just sometimes it just works out that way. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. So, so I'm 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 digging that like a hundred percent in. What about the death of Barry Allen? How do we feel about that? Um, I wanted to throw a brick at my television set. But you didn't have any bricks. But I didn't have any bricks. I mean, oh, I had that... to go outside. It was snowing. It's a whole thing. And did um, you, get, you didn't have any of those little like cardboard bricks that you I played with in no, kindergarten? No, you know, no, I was and I was barefoot too. I couldn't oh, I didn't even yeah. have a shoe at this point. But you know, a Lego brick, nothing, just ping. Well, I do have a plethora. I didn't. Dang it, Tim! I need you around more for these kind of things. <laughs> um, here's my thing, and as and I said, and for a while I did a flash podcast, but then I stopped. Um, that moment. This whole flash disappearing in a crisis thing was literally the setup for the pilot. Yes. It yes. was it was the cliffhanger. It was the, you know, as as any IP property show now has, there's this twist at the at the end and that was Flash's. Mm-hmm. You know, Kavanaugh, uh, Wells, whatever, you know, he he walks in the Braille room. He looks at the mm-hmm. future newspaper. It's 10 years in the future. My joke then was, wow, they pretty ballsy of themselves they just wrote themselves ten, a 10 season check right here uh, 
And so we've been talking about this headline, this article for 10 years, and there was no payoff for it. Yeah. Uh, to me, like it's it, it's been this constant MacGuffin to go back into the rail room and, oh, it's it's changed. The headlines changed or the dates changed or the dates moved up or Iris's name changed. And it constantly and again, I get that it says the Flash disappeared crisis. And I know, you know, our, our friends over at Flash TV talk have been saying Bo and them have been saying for some time they they thought it would be Earth uh 90, 90 flash yeah, uh, i Barry thought the Allen, same thing john wesley ship and that makes sense it yeah. does but it just kind of happened unceremoniously like it was just right. to me it was it was just this thing and then he's and then barry was just back with iris and made the you know the musical joke i told you i'd come running home to you because we have to mm-hmm. throw that in every couple episodes and it just and i was like really we just went through six seasons of that and it was just kind of a, a one-off thing like it just happened i do have to agree I, with I did, you there I did love showing a clip from CBS Flash. That that was nice. I mm-hmm. it was weird, and I'm sure a lot of people were, were like, "What the hell is that? What am I watching?" But um, <laughs> I, I thought that was that was neat. Ship, God bless him. He's he's still in better shape than I am. But even in his age, that shot of him running forward looked like he was going after a pudding cup at the. God bless him. I, I could, honestly, I, could, I think that's the padded suit. I don't even know if it's him. <laughs> hey, he still looks good. Look, that suit was still like like I can remember watching that show when it came on. Like I, I've oh, vivid, yeah. I have vivid memories of watching that with my dad and um, thinking that that suit is just you know the best. It's great. Like, like it's if great. he and if he and Keaton were on screen together, like that would just mm. be something. Well, the, that um, show was modeled after Keaton's right, like, obviously movie, even so. to the even to the Elfman down to the Elfman theme, right? Exactly, um, but the muscly suit and everything right. like that is just uh, that suit that he wears in the Arrowverse, though the um, John Wesley ship wears is was newly created for the Arrowverse. It was right. just based off of right. what he sure. used to wear. He's he looks great, but he's you know it's been a while still. You know, um, he bought you know, he can't wear the exact same suit. Um. So he, I have a couple. I have a couple of thoughts on Barry's disappearance. I think, essentially, I agree with you. I think it's kind of a cheat, but also I recognize that. Um, I recognize that Grant Gustin is the star of his television show, and he's not going anywhere. You know, for sure, obviously, for yeah, sure. yeah. I just, you know. So that could have also been the cliffhanger we were left with. You yeah. Know, for him to disappear in the crisis and come back. Yeah, that would have been like th- that would have been pretty we, satisfying. We know for good me. well that Barry's not going to die. There's a whole friend. There's you know that's the passing of the baton is going to happen, and now it's pretty much going to be the Flash first. Come sure. January. Now, now, but here's the th- here's the other thing about all of this though. There are two episodes left. There's there could be. A series of red herrings uh, in which, oh, like, yeah. m- maybe you know. So, yeah, a flash has to die, but Monarch could very easily be like, "No, no, like that flash, that flash, yeah. like that flash has to die." I am actually like, I wasn't specific, but I am specific. It's still him. The so, monitor, uh, not a big fan of Glee at all, and he was he was just very specific. That one, that one there, <laughs> he's gonna be the one. He's he, gotta he go. To you know what? That Supergirl, take her too. She was take, on Glee. Yeah, both of them, get yeah. him out of here. I don't <laughs> um, want um, I have oddly enough, Monitor, big fan of Superman Returns. Who knew? Yeah. Turns out, yeah, 
Yeah, I have made four big predictions for this crisis, and so far three of them have come true. Um, so I'm feeling pretty good about them. And one of them was Barry Allen of Earth ninety disappearing instead of um, instead of Grant Gustin. I also said that Ollie was going to become the Spectre, and that seems to be ter- that seems to be coming true. And um, I said that um, Kingdom Come Superman was going to stick around for legends but instead of ray palmer i don't think that's going to become i don't think that's true based on the end of season based on the end of episode three but i could be wrong and uh oh shoot now i can't remember my my third prediction oh that smallville clark didn't have powers and oh yes and he yeah, gave that up. was that was pretty much just going to be a given i think um, he was wearing gloves in his picture why are you wearing uh, gloves clark and uh, it was uh, like it said it right away i will for, i will tell you is this a spoiler? I don't know. I, can I say Ra- Ralph will be back as Superman? And I was about to ask. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, that's that, good. That, that's not a. That's that's not a. He's not a goner. So okay. we will we will yeah. see him in suit again in in hours four or five. Oh, okay, because you know because they uh, Guggenheim I think did say that we would see three Superman suited up on screen together and it so was, far we've only was, seen we've only it seen was berlanti two. that said it and and uh, okay here here's the thing not the, not anything against greg whatsoever uh i just i think he i think he shot off the mouth a little bit <laughs> like i think i think maybe it was like hey there's three superman in one episode together or but that still something. hasn't that still hasn't well, I guess that's technically well, been the case if, if you, you count, count episode if you two. Count if you count one sixty-seven, yeah. If you count Tom, it it count it checks out. So I don't. I just and and here's why I say this. Um, how do I lovingly say this and not directly say it? You, you you know how Superman the movie and Superman two and Superman Returns all end. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. That's true. oh man! Actually, as fun as it would see, as fun as as much fun as it would be to have Ralph do that, you know, because I've actually seen him do it. I really would like Hoechlin and Benoit to do that together. Oh yeah, yeah, that wouldn't be that bad. Although I, they've already already they've already established in these universes that they can't fly or that Supergirl can't fly out into space. But you know what? Crisis, so. baby. Things change. Yeah, new rules. New We're rules. In the new point. new physics and stuff. That's you know <laughs> they destroyed the Earth. It's got they need a brand new sun. It's going to make them slightly more powerful. They can fly in space now. The end. Perfect. The end. Excellent, Frank. You've been so silent. Tell us your thoughts. Well, I, I you know when Derek was talking about the the flash stuff, I, I just want to voice my my agreement there. I think most things I I tend to be um, understanding of of why things work out the way that they do. Um, but but when it comes to that, like you know, six years of of teasing uh, the, his disappearance, and then for it to sort of just be hand waved away as quickly as it was, again, maybe maybe there's still something coming in episode four or five that that fulfills that a bit more. But it did feel a little anticlimactic to just have it be a, a different flash. So I I'm, I'm definitely with you on that. Um, I I'm thirsty for more for more Ralph. Like I, I really want more Ralph, um, but actually on the subject of more Ralph, um, Ryan Choi showing up is bad news for Ray Palmer. Um, um, Brandon Routh is confirmed to not be returning to Legends. Right. I, 
I think he's only got one like two episodes and then he's out or something like that. But yeah. it's also not confirmed that Ryan Troy is in any of these shows moving forward. He did an interview and he's only filmed The Crisis. Well, he could I always come back. Ra- yeah, Ralph, I th- is, Ralph is in a good bit of the trailer too. Although you know, it may just be those first two episodes of the the, the season five Legends trailer. Um, as, as Ray well, Palmer, so. as, yeah, as, as Ray Palmer, as Ray, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a but, there's a Mr. Rogers neighborhood spoof where he's doing Mr. Palmer's cul-de-sac. <laughs> oh my god, I love <laughs> that show is genius, B- bonkers, Absolutely It's crazy. Bonkers. I love it. I, it. I and I agree with you, Frank, because I think if if Crisis did nothing else, at least for me personally, I hope it shut down so many people that argued that he was the problem with returns. Oh yeah. Um. Because again, but I, I'm sorry, and I, and I like Tyler's uh, uh, performance. Obviously, I have no issue with Tyler, but when you put it, it, it did Tyler a disservice putting him next to Ralph. I thought the uh, same and, thing and, because and I about, really like Tyler Hoechlin Superman. Yeah, I do too. I'm not talking about size or any. I'm not making fun of like body type or anything like that. I'm just saying when you put the two of them together, Ralph was Superman. There was like, a gravitas. There was right? just this, this, it, it was the suit. It was, I mean, Tyler kind of looked like a cosplayer, like just in a way, like it wasn't, it just, <laughs> Aww, it wasn't, Tyler. I, I like him and I have nothing and I'm excited for the new series, but it was just this, you know, when, when he, when Ralph sped off, took the glasses off, sped off, came back on screen in the suit and the Williams theme hit, mm. that was, mm. a, I mean, that was a, and I know I'm biased, but that was a, that score right there, and even the Smallville score, um, yeah, were were light. They stood out among the stuff that gets recycled. Not and again, I you know, it, everybody's got their own little theme on these shows, but a lot of it just gets played again and again and again throughout uh, when each character's on screen. So it was it was those were very standout moments for those two different. Clark archetypes mm-hmm. um, to go back and forth happened. between the yeah to go back and forth between their themes was pretty great yeah, pretty, yeah. and he, he did a cool little uh, a cool little maneuver of going out of the Williams theme and into his his version of a Superman theme um, I love hearing that we heard the first time I guess Supergirl 201 the first time Tyler ever suited up mm-hmm. um, and and they go after the you know the the ship together that's cr- gonna crash is the first time you hear that. And, and he kind of wove the two together pretty well, as much as you can do with Williams and still make it your own. Right. Cause I right. Mean, they weren't, des- they weren't designed to weave together. No, and so, you, no. you can only do so much to John Williams and, and get away with it. Right. 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 I love that was, that was a great little maneuver. I did love that. That was a really nice moment. And really all the, all the music, all the use of, you know, hints of, of other themes of, the William Superman theme and the Batman theme and all those musical musical Easter eggs were really, really nice to hear. Oh yeah. Right down to the 66 score. I mean, yeah, when, that's when right. Ward, you know, showed up. So that, they've, they've done very well giving us uh, a feast for Easter egg feast for the eyes, as well as the ears uh, mm-hmm. throughout these. And yeah, there was I mean, a time even the, up ahead, until a few weeks ago, and then I'm going to shut up because this isn't my show and y'all ask me on, um, when they were still scoring stuff, and I, I don't understand this, that um, WB was not letting them use the Williams theme. Yes, oh, that is correct. Yeah. It got changed at the last, they allowed them to at the last minute, and I don't understand that because, you know, Frank and I covered Krypton, and 
you know, Pinar, who was an amazing composer and mm-hmm. just created this world with her music every week set on that planet, um, wove the Williams theme into that periodically and it was masterfully done. So I was really shocked when they said they weren't going to be able I have uh, a I have a working theory I have a working theory um as to why they might not have originally allowed that music and that one you have to pay John Williams something every time you use it um like really really use it not just like hear a couple of grace notes kind of thing mm-hmm. and so in their budget for crisis is always massive and it's really big this time so they're like maybe it's not worth the money to do that but the second um, I would also argue that maybe they were nervous about, like, almost explicitly saying through the music, this is the Donnerverse. This is Kingdom Come. Mm-hmm. This is, like, the Donnerverse becomes Kingdom Come in, its, I, in I a think manner it of speaking. I think it would have done a huge disservice to that version of the character to walk on screen and it not have that playing under him I, I agree and but it didn't do a disservice because they did it and, right. but i but i don't i think they came around to that line of thinking but i think they I, I, they were a little bit hesitant because as much as say like the um the elfman batman theme is is you know classic in its own right um it it's not protected the way that chris reeve superman is protected if that mm-hmm. makes sense mm-hmm. and and so i think that they were nervous about giving into that impulse into and um and maybe they were even just nervous i mean even i mean even superman returns barely used that theme and it was the same universe it's the yeah. same like it's supposed to be the same world and they still barely used the theme there so i i can understand their trepidation and i'm glad that it paid off and they were able to do it apparently at that meeting there was also there were a few things given up that uh wb had originally said no to but wb is also notorious for saying no you can't do that and then they come around and they do anyway like supergirl you can only use you can't use lex Luthor or superman season two supergirl here's here's superman a couple seasons later here's lois lane here's lex Luthor. you can only use him three times what is he he's back for crisis you know and back and back and back so they are they like to test the waters first they're all they're like they're not dive into the deep end of the pool they're like i'm gonna put my toe in and then maybe go back sit in the chair for a little while before you know to get my feet all warmed up again and then maybe (laughs) i'll take a step into the pool that's the wb style um well and it's such a weird uh disconnect from (laughs) a show we watched for 10 years uh where we were just told no uh right over and over and over and over again (laughs) you know we no you can't use that we're making a batman movie uh, you can't have Bruce Wayne in Smallville, but you know, in 2019, oh, here's Bruce Wayne on Titans. Oh, here's Gotham. Oh, here's Pennyworth. Here's, you know, it's he, just... and here's Bruce Wayne on Crisis. Yeah, like you know, like not even just not even. I mean, granted, they're like he's got to be on the older side, so you he, maybe he isn't Batman anymore. That's kind of like their thing now. But mm. you know, whatever. You know, he's I, there. And 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 on that note, and I don't know how you guys feel about this, but I'm just gonna say it. That was a waste of Conroy. I, he was underutilized. He was definitely underutilized. Was not that was that was that saddened my heart that he finally got to play a live action version of the character, and that's what we ended up with. I am of two minds of this because you guys are the Superman guys, and I, I'm the Batman person here. So, so um, you're outnumbered. So no, <laughs> um, well yes, but my Batman is able to take down Superman apparently. 
apparently to the the murder Batman, as I've been calling him. I actually got a text while we were recording this from Scott from Suicide Squad cast that said, I'm just going to text murder Batman to you every so often from now on. Because I said <laughs> that on the live show. Um, well, Frank it, sent that. I, you must have sent that said that to Frank because Frank sent that into a text to me the other night. I, did, and I yeah. thought he was playing uh fornicate mary kill with batman because it just said murder batman and i was like okay what about the other two (laughs) (laughs) what are you doing with alfred frank Uh, (laughs) um they lived they lived happily ever after uh, i mean you definitely marry alfred because you know he's got the skills he can cook yeah you marry alfred Mm a hundred percent so um no so uh look it's a multiverse so there's a couple there's a couple of ways to look at this. One, it's a multiverse and it could be again so blah 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 blah. So there's ver- a lot of versions of Kevin Coin Kevin Conroy's Batman out there. That's exactly the Batman that you want, whether it's live action or the ones that are actually made that you've watched since the 90s. You know, he, you know because he he is Batman to a whole generation. Second, Murder Batman served a purpose to the narrative to inspire Kate Kane in a way that in a way that she needed and and she hasn't had the luxury that other shows have had in like having seasons, literally seasons building to this place of Paragon of Hope or Paragon of Truth or this or this or this. She doesn't get that luxury. So we gotta speed things up with Murder Batman. Well, Murder. it's it's conv- go ahead, you're not done. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not done yet. Um <laughs> I legitimately stood. I legitimately stood up for this to 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 like to to do this. Although to be, I am actually recording this in my classroom, so I'm I'm like standing with against the whiteboard with a marker in my hand, even though that this marker will serve no purpose because if I write anything down, you can't see it because this is audio. <laughs> are you so, like? Are you going to send us to the principal's office when you're done with this? Like, what's happening right now? Yes, this is exactly what's happening. <laughs> third, third, we've seen lots of murder Batman's in comic books before and in movies he literally murders in every single movie except for batman 66 and batman and robin 97 i said that on the the live show like it's just that's just the nature of the character on on screen he just keeps murdering people if you don't think adam west murdered people you're wrong i don't think anybody dies in that universe i'm pretty sure they're all immortal (laughs) (laughs) it's the same goons every week every week it's so strange no batman definitely actually that's true he murdered all those henchmen in the bat cave the dehydrated ones yep i mean it's Mm. it's indirect he didn't mean to but you know it's there so it's really just george clooney that hasn't and even then becker and robin did so whatever anyway um but are you are you saying batman murdered batman yeah mm -hmm. okay yeah in a a weird way and so (laughs) And so I'm used to seeing that on screen. And then on top of that, Conroy has played the good, like the heroic version of the character for years and years and years and years and years and years. So he shows up in the Kingdom Come exoskeleton and you're like, right on. He's Batman. He's just broken, but he's still Batman. It's complete subversion of your expectations. You don't expect Kevin Conroy's Batman of all Batman to to be murder batman and so it tricked not only the main audience it tricked the comic book audience that's true your the the guilt or the uh shame for him or the anger that you feel is the exact same anger that kate feels 
in that episode. She mm. feels ultimately betrayed by the Bruce that is in front of her, her family, who she feels very connected to, especially since donning the Batwoman um, um, alter ego. And so her pain is your pain. And so you should ultimately really be empathizing with her. Um, and for Conroy, it's fun to play a different version of the character that he's never really had to do before, that he's never got to do before. And this doesn't mean that his version of Bruce Wayne, the nice, good version, even with an exoskeleton or not, won't show up at another time, maybe on Batwoman, because we actually don't know what that Bruce Wayne looks like or where he's at or what he's been up to. So maybe you actually will get to see Kevin Conroy be the good Bruce Wayne that you've been wanting to see in live action there. Is it lonely up there on your pedestal? Kind of. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm so just kidding. I'm so just kidding. But I do have a question. I do have a question while you're on a Batman tear. First of all, yeah. you, I have no issues with Batman, and I have no issues with Batman killing. I, that, that's not that's not my issue. Um, I got kind of torn out of hour one almost immediately because Kate took her cowl off. Oh, yeah. That um, was so not a bad. Like, that was so. I, I yelled. I was like, put your cow back on. Like, that's I, not. I, I had two reactions to that. One, I had the same exact reaction that you had. Like, put your mask back on. What yeah. is the matter with you? And then my second reaction was I had two kind of one. One, as a television actor, you don't want to wear that mask all the time just because the character said that you have to well and she hasn't it hasn't come back on once right exactly and i mean it's gonna be back on in 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 episode four but you know barry has barely worn his mask he's barely been in it you know so so uh, i i get that it's hard to act in those things if they're uncomfortable do you really want to spend hours and hours and hours and hours when you can just be like hey everybody i'm kate second she knows most of the people in that room because she was in last year's crossover well, so, explain to me how that works because they went back and did an origin story, and I don't understand okay, how the so, timing works. So, so, so the se- this season of Batwoman, the first couple of episodes happened before um, Crisis on Two Worlds, Else Worlds, whatever it was called. Right? Um, it happens before Else Worlds, and then I want to say like two or three episodes ago, um, it sw- it switches into after that crossover because they start mentioning the Arkham breakout and all of this stuff. So it kind of it goes back to reference that event. So Christ uh, Elseworlds um, is kind of like it's kind of like episodes one, two, three, four Elseworlds episodes four, five, like five, six, seven, like whatever. It's well, I don't know the you, exact numbering, but you, you raise another good question there because hey, Frank, you want to say anything? Uh, because <laughs> what, what happened to uh, Arkham? Like that was supposed to be the setup for Crisis. None of that's happened, has it? Um, Psycho Pirate hasn't shown up, but that doesn't mean that he's not going to show up. We still have he two must. hours left. He must show up. I just I would think that, I, was, that was literally the, our teaser for Crisis, and there's been no payoff to that whatsoever yet. Three well, hours But in. we still have two more hours, and there's still much, so, so much more to go. I mean, where we are, like, you know, all the Earths are destroyed, so there's still a lot of story ahead and, and the psycho pirate plays such a major much. role i'm not, not going to say too much but I, we really only have one hour left mm. Mm. is hour five i don't want okay. to give up i don't want to give up what legends is going to pull off here but okay we really only have one hour left 
Oops, somebody's going. Uh, we're going back in time. Yeah, we are, baby. I can already. I can feel it. We're gonna go back in time and fix things. You know, we gotta have a we gotta have a bottle not? episode. Uh, yeah, but at the end, um, what? Uh, uh, anyway, go go okay. ahead. Talk you about could, other. You things. could tell. You could tell us off air, but also, okay. yeah, tell me off air because now you piqued my interest. Oh, I'll tell you off. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> So okay, so so there's stuff to cover, but also Marnovu, the monitor, has also been like things are not happening as I have foreseen. Blah blah blah. Right. Blah, blah, blah. So that's kind of their way of being like we took this in a different direction than we thought we would with last year's crossover. <laughs> this yeah. is this is kind of like Thanos showing up at an end credit scene and putting the gauntlet on and being like, "Fine, I'll do things myself." Seven right. years later, he finally does things himself, you know, or like kind of along those lines, where or Tony Stark showing up at the end of Incredible Hulk to General Ross and being like, "We're putting a team together." Like that doesn't actually fit narratively into the MCU anymore. They had to do a lot of finagling with a lot of short films just to barely make that work, and mm. so and now they just pretty much ignore it. And I think that's kind of what they're doing here they came up with a better idea and they're moving forward in a complete in a in a a new direction which is fine i'd rather have this crossover make sense than try to squeeze something in from last year's or the year before sure sure yeah um i agree with you i agree with you i'd rather them do you know tell the story the best way rather than be a slave to to what they've they've laid out in the past i mean that's the whole reason why you do this sort of reality continuity rewrite, right? Is because you're like, mm-hmm. you know what? The ideas we had were good for the time, but we want to go in a different direction now. So yeah. that's 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 why you do this kind of thing. Um, I hold on, Frank. Before you go, I have one thing on Batman, sure. Batwoman's cowl that I want to finish up this thought. Um, Batwoman is not Batman, and I think that's a that like we have to make that distinction. Like Supergirl is not Superman. It's they are different characters with different motivations and different feelings. And so for Kate to remove her mask is a different move than Bruce doing that or not doing that. And we actually have seen versions of Bruce Wayne that have done that. You know, just the Justice League Starcrossed movie, you know, the bridge between Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, where everyone's like, well, I don't know if we should reveal identities. And he's the first one to whip off his mask and be like, this is who you are. This is who you are. This is who you are. And this is who you are. So there is precedent for like that type of character to do that action but also they're really trying to establish how Supergirl and Batwoman's relationship is different than Superman and Batman because um, and that is compounded by um, um, Batwoman taking the kryptonite from murder Batman and then like offering it back to Kara she's like you should really have this because that's not a Batman move. Batman would have held on to that like crazy and whipped it out and like formed it into a weapon and like done all this stuff with it. And Batwoman's like, no, I'm not about that. I trust you. And as she said that when she took off the mask, I, she trusts Kara. Therefore, she trusts everybody else because Kara trusts them. And that is an important bridge in their relationship that they right. really want us to get by her revealing her identity. It absolutely it speaks to how strong their bond is, even though they've only met once and worked together once. They had such a strong bond, and and Kate trusts Kara so implicitly that if Kara says, "Hey, these people are cool," Kate's like, "Fine, you know, like uh, her word's good enough for me." Here, here's who I am. Who are you? Right, and they have excellent chemistry together. Yes, like more of that all the time. 
Love that. Love the two of them together. I, I do want more more of them hanging out. I hope they end up on the same earth so they so the two of them can cross over more often. Because I would love that just seeing them pop up in each other's shows. You know, the way that the way that characters from Flash and Arrow cross over cross over uh every so often. I'd love to see that happen with those two. Mm-hmm. Frank, you were going to say something before I rudely interrupted you, which is really the theme of our podcast. It really is, Tim. Um, that's that's, and really, we should talk about that theme here in Storytime Village. Um, <laughs> no, I wanted to say, um, I wanted to ask about Lila. Mm. Um, so we're we're finally getting her now, getting taken over by the Anti Monitor, and. Uh, that's that plays into the that plays into the cliffhanger. I guess I really I want to talk about two aspects of the cliffhanger: um, the Lila anti monitor piece, and then the Lex joining the the Paragons uh, piece. But uh, Lila and the anti monitor starting to become a a, a thing uh, as it did in the original Crisis. How exactly? You know, it's a it's a bit different than the relationship that Lila had with the. Well, with the mon, the, her relationship with the monitor is different than it was in in the comic, uh, where obviously we've known where Lila has been for the last seven eight years, uh, but the Lila from the comics was like the monitor's child, essentially, right? He like raised her and and, and made her who, who she is. It's like so, Gamora to Thanos. Yes, yes, yeah, that's a great comparison. Since that's not really the case, is it going to be harder to have that betrayal, you know, have the same resonance that, that it did in, in the comic? Um, hmm. Oh, you mean like her portrayal of the monitor to the anti-monitor? To the anti-monitor, right. No, because it seems more like the anti-monitor is controlling her in this mm. one. It doesn't even feel like a betrayal. It feels like she's like she got mind warped to the anti-monitor. So I don't it it didn't come across as a betrayal to me. It came across as she is not in control of her actions. She she's right, totally right. a vessel. Like I got full on dark side as as people in season ten of Smallville. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Like, sure, like sure, she, sure. She was she was full on just being used as a vessel, if nothing else. I think in you my mean, opinion. I think you mean dark cloud. Dark side. <laughs> Damn it, Tim! Cloud I let side. you do your bat. I let you do your Batman thing. Just, just, just give me this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> let me have this one thing. <sighs> Dark side, yeah. small uh, season ten. Uh, what anyway. do you, what do you all think of Derek? What do you think of the way that that Lex um, sort of teleported his way into into the the secret meeting of the uh, of the Paragons? I mean, if we can just start writing stuff in the Book of Destiny, well, let's 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 do that. Let's let's <laughs> let's let's really spice things up. Um, mm. That that was such a Luther thing to do, and I the standout to me on all, of course, having Ralph back as as Clark has been, you know, cool to me, just my bread and butter because I love Superman Returns. But Cryer's turn as Luther um, is something that brought me back to Supergirl um, when, when they brought him in. And obviously, as a legacy casting with Lenny Luther, that you know that's great, and and I I love a good legacy cast, but I just adamantly love his portrayal um, of Lex. So, and that's such a Lex thing to do. I mean, I hate that it was Ralph. I wish it had been one of the other 
paragons who I really don't understand why some of them are the paragons that they are. But that's... because those are the characters that we follow on our shows, that's why. Like you have to but, ultimately serve not the comic book fan who watches these shows. You have to serve the fans of the show who don't show up for Brandon Routh as Superman. They show up for Ray Palmer. Like I have a student. We were after school. We were watching bits of Crisis and whatever else. I had a bunch of kids in in my classroom, and that we were talking about it. They watched last night. Some wanted to know. Blah blah blah. And so we threw on Brandon Routh coming up as Superman, and one kid was like, "Is why is Ray Palmer dressed as Superman?" I like, get that, but zero but like, conception that who's tuning in for Ryan Choi? Like, but but I, he's a brand new character. I know that's getting introduced, but like to me, if you were going to use non supers as well as supers for the Paragons, like I don't understand why I don't understand why John Jones was like that. Felt like a very last minute addition thing to me at because the end they of the last super because they episode. have heard Frank and I complain that he has had nothing to do in these crossovers <laughs> and it's a shame. Well, and so they're finally God, using was... the Martian Manhunter, one of comics greatest Justice League members to full advantage. That's why. Thank God it was, you know, John and not. James, uh, that would that would have ticked me off more had it been James that was gone. What oh. I would have loved to have seen personally, uh, if I were, I would have had Lena as one of the Paragons and Lex traded Ooh. and Lex took her out of it um, because of the whole we need to have a conversation about my sister thing between him and the Monitor too. Like I would have loved to seen him being like, nope, and plucked her from existence mm, and taken her place instead. Like that, that would have meant more to me, I guess, as a Superman fan, but just as a, as a viewer, I, I think that would have been a, a cooler moment. But also, and I get why you take Superman out of something like this. Superman is Superman. He is the end all be all superhero archetype. And um, there's a lot of things that they could probably do with a Superman now that they're just the seven of them left or the six of them left in Luther um, that they wouldn't be able to do with Superman now, not among them. Mm-hmm. So obviously taking him out of, out of commission uh, handicaps them greatly. It could uh, also give them an advantage because Lex Luthor is the smartest man in that room. I mean, there's nobody left but them really, but you know, but at the same time, like he is, he is, is he the smartest man in the DC universe? Or he's the greatest depends, criminal mind. Depends who you he's ask the greatest criminal mind he's of our time. Smartest. He's at least the smartest human on Earth in the DC universe. That you might have yeah. to like. Yeah. But anyway, the only reason he keeps losing is because of hubris. You know, his ego. Right. Yeah. It's right. Not, right. Yeah. It's not from smarts, and so him being there actually might be an advantage because quote oh. the monitor. Everybody has a part to play. I love him being there. Like I have no problem with him being there. I, I kind of wish some of the some of the others weren't there is, sure. is my point right um, but and obviously you, i wish I think, superman was among them sure but i think you as a superman fan like love that the superman characters are there but like if someone's favorite show is legends it's great that sarah lance is there y- you know what i mean yeah yeah I and dis- for the universe they're building like i think the thing that's important to remember is that to me it feels like more appropriate that superman would be on that team but well i think the very definition in- of a paragon in in what you imagine these dc properties to be regardless of whether or not you're tuning in to to these specific shows or turning in the crisis obviously you would pull somebody from each but you would have 
Barry as a paragon. You would have Kara as a paragon. You would have Kate, you know, and I, and I get that you do. I'm just saying that it would be those top billers that are going to be, you know, I hate to compare it to Infinity War, but obviously that's what they, you know, there's echoes of that here with wiping out one one half of the team and another half being left behind and that team being the original right. hitters. Sure. The, the, right. the bigger names. Right. I hear that. It, it is, I hear that. And I, and I agree that. with it. Mm-hmm. I, agree, I agree with you to a point, but I guess the thing that I, I'm trying to, I'm telling myself to, to sort of compartmentalize and, and make myself okay with it is that this universe is built on these characters. And, and as much as I don't like, I don't prefer it this way. Superman is not one of the central pillars of this, of this universe in this version of the story. You know, it's, it's Oliver, it's Barry, it's Kara. Now it's Kate, you know, it, these are the characters that this universe is built on. So playing by those rules, it stands to reason that those would be the paragons. Yeah. Cause if we're going to um, get really ticky, I would say Lois is the paragon of truth and not, I think you're coming at it from a comic book Superman fan standpoint, but we must look at this as an Arrowverse fan standpoint. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. That's a hard adjustment for me. That's a hard adjustment for me, but but a necessary one. I think it's I think it's a hard adjustment for anybody who's coming this as a comic book fan. But this is the Arrowverse version of Crisis, meaning that the as you said, the top billers of their television shows are the paragons they are the prime examples and you know and you know like let's say ryan Choi is not a top pillar he's the new one but you kind of need that eyes of the audience character if you're doing this from like i'm writing this standpoint you need one person to question everything because they're not in the know Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and then they even actually tipped you to say like, oh, you know what? Superman is a paragon of of truth. He is one of those characters. But Lex subverted that expectation. Right. For us right. As an audience. Right. So right. you could say like Superman should be there. He was there. Lex took over. He was chosen. Like, so he yeah, actually was chosen. I, so and I'm, and I'm glad Lex is there because I think it's going to add a huge element to the final right. two hours yeah, uh, man. of the show. I, I think. I think the team up is uh, even even as an Arrowverse fan. I think uh, I, I I see where you're coming from that a comic book fan would be disappointed. I think even as an Arrowverse fan, I think the team is random at best. That, well, that they I mean, assembled that it, might it, in some way be because the shows are slightly random. In yeah, but, you know, but if you look at their power sets, they're basically the Justice League, uh, like a classic Justice League lineup. You have your super strong super character, you have your bat character, you have the Flash, you have the Martian Manhunter, like you have your shrinky guy who, you know, you have your genius. Like they, they, they're actually not that random. I, you know, if anything, Batwoman and White Canary mirror each other. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. In that they and they have a similar fighting style. They don't have powers, you know, that kind of thing. That's it. But League, you know, League of Shadows, all that, you know, sure. But stuff, sure, yeah. you you are. But then, but you're also working under the restrictions of the shows that you have available to you at the time. Blah 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 blah. blah. Right. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. So I think. I think if we wrinkle our noses at murder Batman, um, Kingdom Come Superman disappearing thing, or Chris, you know, like whatever Ralph Superman disappearing things like that, I think we just, we have to take a step back and go. 
Arrowverse. This is the Arrowverse version. If we want Superman as the paragon of truth, the 12-part Crisis on Infinite Earths comic book has been around for decades. We can, we still can always go back to that. It's true. It's true. Um, Frank, I have something very Supergirl-specific that we did not okay. talk about on the live show. Kelly Olsen has uh, has James's Guardian Shield. Mm-hmm. Yeah, are we? Are we looking at Guardian Two? Are we? Are we talking? Yeah, we talk. Are we looking at Guardian Two Point here? I really hope not. I really, really <laughs> hope not. I uh, I didn't like One I don't want Two Uh No, man. What I if hope she not. Was in, I, what if she was in blue and gold instead? You know, classic Guardian colors. I mean, that's cool. That's definitely cool. I like I like that idea, but I would turn the question around and ask you: Is that necessary? Like, was one Guardian? necessary they didn't know what to do with him they didn't know what to do with with, with well they didn't know what to do with james but they didn't know what to do with guardian either right they couldn't decide how exactly to use him and it, it always felt like that was sort of added into the story to give him something to do but i never quite felt like it it really truly fit you know fit into the into the larger puzzle i have two answers one narratively, okay. one from a production standpoint. Narratively, no, doesn't make sense. That's not Kelly's role. It's not in her character. It, well, it's kind of in her character. She's military background, things things like that. Um, I think she has military background, doesn't she? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, po- yeah. Okay, so so in in some way, yeah, like it, it could fit, but you know, maybe maybe not really the most. From a production standpoint, characters that don't ultimately become superheroes do not last on these shows. Like support, mm. like like Joe West is basically the like the outlier to that. If you don't have some type of role in the uh, doing of special super heroic or super villain things, even if that's just being in a lab and being like, I created this thing, go use it. Like they, they're still contributing in that way. And I Mm -hmm. don't think that Kelly has that role yet on the friendship team place. That is the Supergirl squad. So I would argue though, that she is more like Joe West of this show of Supergirl because of her relationship with Alex, similar to the way that Joe has his relationship certainly with Iris, but with, with Barry and with Cecile. Right. And and so I would, I would argue that it's sort of the moral support for, for Alex and, and possibly for the rest of the group going forward. That's, that's a, she's better suited to, to, for that role. Um, than I, than, than as a a superhero, I think I just don't see really a, a, a place for another hero on on this show, at least as it stands right now. I mean, even Martian Manhunter has been sort of taking a backseat as a as a superhero to go and explore his family stuff and his planet stuff. And so I don't know true, that there's like narrative bandwidth for this. You know that, but that's I really I agree with you, and I I sometimes these shows like they have so many characters that it becomes a little unruly. Um, mm-hmm. But. Um, at least Joe can show up with a gun because he's a police captain. That's and right. Like he can go and do a thing at a scene. And Kelly doesn't really have that ability. So, um, you know, because like just of the state of like, you know, like what her job is and, and on the show right, and right. everything like that, you know, she doesn't work for the DEO. 
and she's not a superhero and she's not a supervillain. And so she's kind of in the same place that James was and they didn't really know what to do with James. So I'm wondering yeah, if they're like leading towards making the same mistake here. I, I, I don't have an answer, but, right. um, but anyway, I wanted to get your thoughts on that because we didn't mention it, uh, back on episode one. So feels yeah. like a lifetime ago. It does three. It's just been three days. But it's been three days, and like today, I woke up and I was like, "All right, can't wait to stay up late and watch." Oh, I gotta wait a month. Yeah. Although, honestly, I'm kind of exhausted. I'm. I'm. Oh not, yeah. I'm not upset that we have to wait a month in its own way. It it ended in a place where I feel comfortable going. Ooh, can't wait to know what happens. Right. Right. Yeah. Along those lines, do we have anything else that we would like to talk about before we wrap up? Because we have a. This is a long episode. I love that on Black Lightning Earth, Superman is the thing. Oh, Black Lightning. We didn't even talk about Black Lightning. You are correct. I do like that Superman is a thing there. His episode tied somehow. I haven't weirdly, watched it. Weirdly into it. It was it was odd. And yeah. I don't even I watched uh some of it and it was it was very oddly done how it how it I, all connected. I watched the end because, you know, the red wave shows up and things like that. But I was wondering if there was like a Superman reference on the episode previously. Mm, I'm no. not. I, I think it's just I think it's that's so far. Black Lightning has been the most in our world based show of, of all right. the shows like like, you know titanic one best picture and you know 90 you know those kind of things like there's there's hallmarks of pop culture and history in black lightning's earth that aren't technically true in these other ones because we don't have a central city or a national city or stuff like that and gotcha so the fact that he's the most human and that's not the right term that he's the most uh connected to i guess the real tethered to the real world uh, on his earth uh, is that, you know, I assume there's Superman comic books, I guess. I don't know. Sure. Like I, there's, I a just, Supergirl, I, I like the there, there's a Supergirl TV show on, in in Earth 666, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I really like that it's Barry that brings in Black Lightning because they're like mm. the lightning bros or something like, you right. know what I mean? Like they both they, they have the lightning. They both ride the lightning. Um, that's kind of that's kind of their thing so i i enjoyed i enjoyed that aspect of it i do not watch black lightning but i really like cress williams and i yeah like, i think he he blends in so well just like bam he's there black lightning it's great i love it it's 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 interesting uh because of how how very separate the show has always been kept right it was it was sort of famously like not going to be part of the arrowverse um, and it's interesting that, that they've, they've managed to bring him in. And, uh, I wonder if this sticks now, you know, same as what I was saying before about Supergirl, does she maintain contact with the rest of these heroes now after the crisis? I wonder what the fate of his earth is going to be and you know, where, where he's going to end up and all, all of that. And will he be able and, um, available to participate in future crossovers and things like that? No, I don't know. And I mean, Stargirl is coming in 2020. She's mm -hmm. not a part of this. Cri she's not a part of this crisis as we've seen so far and probably won't be. 
but is she on an alternate Earth? Like, so will there be alternate Earths? We know Titans on DC Universe isn't going anywhere, but and yeah. they technically appeared, um, and they're well, definitely and- not going to be combined into one universe because then you have multiple Deathstrokes, and who gets to stay? Is it Titans Deathstroke or Arrow Deathstroke? And like all yeah. this stuff, blah 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 blah. So Boy, we don't have enough resources to bring three billion people into a world already with, <laughs> with <laughs> driving in Earth 38 people over to Earth 31 like we're dropping them off from school. Um, and all, and, and Doom Patrol is going to. Oh, right. There's Doom. Yeah, yeah there you'll, is Doom, you're, you're, there you'll, you'll Doom probably Patrol. see Doom Patrol before hour five as well. So, right. I'll, I'll just say that. So, so you know, there's. We, well, we know so, we know things are going to get fixed. We don't know how we don't know right. how they're going to get fixed, and we don't know what things are what it's going to look like after they're fixed. But we know certain staples will go back to the way they were. Right, back to the way they were, and, and there's going to be some sense of there's going to be a new normal, right? There's going to be a new yeah. normal when all said and done. And Tim, you said something the other night. I think it was on one of the live streams where you said that what if we end up with fifty two Earths? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, we could we could very we could end up with a clearly defined defined multiverse as opposed to the infinite number, the unwieldy number that we've been working in, which eventually could spurn itself back out into uh, an infinite number. But you know, Crisis on Infinite Earths, the comic merged everyone down to one Earth, but that didn't last forever. Nah. You know, nope. eventually they did have to spin back out into multiple verse just to tell those type of stories DC characters are so good at telling. What makes DC so special is that they are archetypal characters. They basically created the archetypal superhero characters. And then now you, you know those formulas, you get to play with them over and over and over and over again, which is why something like Murder Batman is okay, because you know regular batman already you know what that character is about so you can sure play with that convention and you get to do it with three supermen over the year and you saw three different versions of clark kent played by different actors over the years but they are all ostensibly clark kent and superman you recognize those qualities within them even though their takes on those characters are all different <clears throat> well we recognize that lex Luthor seems not to Yes, well, Lex Luthor is sometimes <laughs> an idiot. He ra- he took an ancient um, universal document and put his name in Sharpie on it, which I thought was the best. Um, I know. Greatest criminal mind of our time. Absolutely. Now of no time, because they're in the vanishing point. So That's true. That yeah. is true. Frank, Are we wanna... going to the antimatter universe? Ah, probably. I think that's what that really great dull place is. In the trailer for season four, you know where uh, that is, Frank. You, you, you know where that is. It's the Phantom Zone. It's the same quarry where they filmed the Phantom Zone for season six. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay, nobody's excited about that but me. But no, just... because it was gross. Well, looking. you've been there. You were trapped Tim, there. Tim, is is it hard <laughs> to be nice? Like, <laughs> <laughs> be nice to me. <laughs> gross looking it was awesome and it was the first time we've ever seen the fan the interior of the phantom zone live action that was not are, uh, supergirl 84 square you are yep square. you are correct you are correct i actually very much enjoy the latter half of the smallville series like once like there's more uh super heroics and it's more closely tied to the mythology so i just giving mm. you a hard time i know i know you are yeah i love you it's i love okay. you too i love it's you okay. too 
Frank, you're out. Derek's in. Sorry. This yes. love fest. Yeah, this you're... love fest is a little bit too much of a threat for me. Yeah, sorry. Your audio quality is not as good as ours, so we I have know. To out. I know. It's de- I want to apologize. I, now. I want to apologize, to everybody, for that. We've had some technical difficulties, so uh, thanks for putting up with my poor audio quality this week. This week? I thought it was just today. What happened? Well, just today. Yeah, on oh, this okay. week's show. But you're right. Oh, I yeah. understand. I understand. Um, listen, yeah. fellas, we should wrap this up because we are yes, really sir. like uh, we're really we're really stretching the decency of human time here so frank take us out what are we where can the people find us uh people can can find us at supergirltvtalk.com uh thoughtbubbleaudio.com uh we um you know folks we, we we owe you a um uh a drawing for the apple podcast uh reviews um tim i i say we uh we do a special uh to do the drawing for that that sounds that sounds lovely. Let's do that before yeah, the next yeah. crisis shows up. Agreed, agreed. So we will we will be announcing the winners of the of, of comic book prizes. Uh, thanks for for getting us to 200 reviews on Apple Podcasts. If you want to rate and review us there, you certainly still can. Uh, any there and anywhere else the podcasts are found. Thanks for tuning in all week uh, on Periscope and YouTube. You can find those uh, the audio podcast we released in the feed. So you should already have those. But if you haven't, feel free to go back and. And listen or watch them uh, on on YouTube or on Periscope. You can watch the archive video right there. And it was a lot of fun doing that. Would love to keep doing that in the future. Thank you to, to everyone who, who tuned in uh, and contributed in the chat. Made it a lot of fun. Derek Russell, thank you for joining us. Where can people find you on the Internet if they would like to hear more of uh, your dulcet tones and your uh, your hot takes? I'm over on MySpace. And, uh, mm-hmm. No, just kidding. Um, you and Tom. Nowhere, nowhere right now. Uh, yeah, I have a TikTok account, so you know, just get. Um, I do the with Brian Austin Green podcast at withbagpod.com with uh, Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero's Brian Austin Green and uh, round three, round three dot fireside dot fm, and that's basically it right now. Uh, if Superman and Lois comes to fruition, we'll see what happens with the uh, Starville's House of L name in uh, in the future. Mm. So. Yeah, because we're still mad at sci-fi for canceling Krypton. Ah, so sad. So, so, but that's it. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks for making the time to join us, man. It's always a pleasure. It's Happy always a lot of fun. I'm glad the three of us were able to make this work out. Me too, says I, Tim. Aye, aye. Indeed. Aye. Um, Frank, I don't really have anything to add. You did such a nice job. But Derek, it was so excellent to talk to you. It's always a pleasure. You as well, sir. World's finest. Oh, world's finest. Well, we're going to be taking a little break here for the month of December. Like we said, we will come back. And uh, before crisis hours four and five, we will announce the winners of our our giveaway uh, for Apple podcast reviews. But uh, we'll be taking a bit of a break. So please, everyone, happy holidays. Uh, Have a great new year. We'll be talking to you in the next couple of weeks here. But until then, up, up and away.